we sleep and we linger. We shoulder the shame. We hide it in pockets. It's always the same. The past and the future get merged into one. Escape from the shadow and toward the sun we ride free and formless. We're free to let go. My friend, this is Joe Bakmotsky. I want to welcome you to Power to Be Happy podcast. Here we talk about healing from trauma and healing from difficult emotions that come with that. And one of these emotions is shame. And I know we don't often think about it in this way, but what is your relationship with shame? How do we put it in a place where it doesn't throw us off? So it doesn't derail us, doesn't cause misery, harm. In other words, how do we put it aside to a place where it's no longer running your life? That's the conversation that we're having today. Healing with shame. Thank you for being here, my friend. I want to honor your experience, everything that you've been through, where you're at right now, where you're going. I'm here to support you. I'm here sharing my story, what I'm learning in my journey towards healing. And a lot of that's been around shame and guilt. And I hope that some of what I'm saying today might support you or serve you in some way. Thank you for being here. Let's dive in. My friend, today I want to tackle a difficult topic. What is your relationship with shame? And if it's a difficult one, then how do we change that? I think it is a necessary conversation for you and me, for us as survivors, because we have lived it. Because you're here for a reason. Because one way or another, your life has been touched by trauma. And that carries so much with that. That just carries so much of those difficult emotions, doesn't it? That carries shame, guilt, that carries anger, that carries frustration. But most of all, what unites all of these difficult emotions and difficult feelings and difficult experiences is that we struggle to find a way to let them come to light. We have difficulty in letting them go, in releasing them out into the world. Because sometimes we can have feelings of anger or shame or guilt about something, but we kind of work through it. But so much when we've been through difficult experiences, they leave a mark sometimes, don't they? And they kind of latch on to us. And we find it difficult 
to put them in their place. So that's what we want to talk about today. How do we put shame in its place? <laughs> I know it's not easy. I know it's not a, it's not a one, one um, minute type of change. I know it's not something we can like just change by thinking about it. But I want to share some of my thoughts and experiences from going through trauma and being on a healing journey that are supporting me right now and I hope they're going to serve you. And we're going to talk about this out loud instead of sometimes letting these difficult feelings drive our behaviors, drive our actions, drive the way that we think and drive the way that we interact with the world and even think about ourselves, right? And by the way, if you don't know me, my name is Joe Bakmutsky. I'm the founder of Power To Be Happy. I'm a proud author of Finding Hope in Times of Uncertainty, a guide to thriving in the challenging world of today. And it is my mission to open the door into healing, to support you on your next step towards healing, whatever that might look like for you. And I'm sharing my own personal journey. You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and what helps me and what I hope can support you in, in, in a way as well, because we are all in this together. Everything that I'm doing at powertobehappy.com, everything is perpetuated by the belief that I have that, well, your journey is absolutely unlike anyone else's. And yet, there is so much that we share in common our struggles, but also our wins, the times that we didn't give up, the times when you stood your ground, the times when you believed and abided by your values, the times when you made difficult choices to keep going, to stay on track, to do your own thing. Even though it was hard, even though, even though people laughed at you, even though you got hurt. I'm here to tell you, you're not alone. You're one of us. You're one of our community who believe in leading a greater life, a life with more meaning, a greater level of happiness and fulfillment. That's what it's all about, isn't it? And that includes finding ways to deal with the difficult stuff. Shame. That's what we're talking about today. And for me, I've experienced really intense moments of shame in my life. But I've also had it almost like a lingering sense, like almost like a, like a scent, right? When it, it just, it's just, you kind of, it's something that, you know, like it just clutches onto you and it becomes something that you carry around with you. And it becomes such a big part of who you are that sometimes you, you don't even notice it. And yet it is there. It's permeated its, itself through the, just the, just the, through the fibers of everyday life. 
through feelings, thoughts, emotions, through being around other people. And that's how it's been for me. I've had intense shame from the experience of going through rape as a child, but also intense shame through, you know, not being able to have sex. And, you know, when the moments when, you know, I was with someone and, and I couldn't do it, you know, even if I wanted to. And them giving me a look or um, saying something that is hurtful and walking away. And I just, I just remember lying on my bed, face down, covered in shame. I just, I didn't want to lift my head up. And I remember how this this um, woman who was walking away, and I was, I was afterwards almost begging her to um, see me again, um, even though I think what the situation wasn't right, and I felt so much shame for who I am or maybe for who I'm not. And it just became, it just seeped through how I was um, around women. And it also kind of fostered a lot of alienation and negative thoughts towards myself and towards others towards women in general, you know, to be honest. Um, and yet there was a part of me that felt that I deserved love, that I wanted to give love and be loved in return. And this longing for love and the hope that it could change one day, even despite the ongoing failings I had as a man, you know, in this space, right? Um, even though I was so far away from anything resembling love and, and my confidence and self-esteem was non-existent <laughs> for quite some time. It wasn't, it wasn't low. It was just like, I mean, you, you just, you couldn't see it. <laughs> You know, it was just, it wasn't there. At least I didn't feel it whatsoever. But that was not necessary for me to feel the longing, to cling to hope. And that's what I'm here to say to you, my friend. Because that is what saves us. That is what saved me. That's what helped me to keep going to keep going to, to doing self-help, to doing personal growth, to showing up in the mirror. Like I literally stood up in front of a, like a full Buddhist-sized mirror every single day. <laughs> you know, I'm not kidding you. 
This is how I stood naked in front of it. I stood naked and I looked myself in the eyes and I would say, you're beautiful. You are sexy. You deserve to be loved. To give love and be loved in return. And so over time, I taught myself to think that, because I didn't feel any of that. <laughs> I didn't feel myself um, beautiful or sexy or any of those things. But sometimes we have to teach ourselves to feel a certain way. We have to allow for the possibility that that's how things should be. That even if you're not there now, that that possibility is there. The possibility of healing. Now, I'm not suggesting that you got to stand <laughs> naked in front of the mirror. And I wish I had other ways at the time. I know that I've known things that I would have known today. I would have done therapy. I would have tried to connect with other people who've been through something similar. I would have tried to get help. But I still believe that doing self-help and personal growth and looking after your habits and your health is crucial. And that's what helped me to eventually pour, go on the path where I met the love of my life. And I just remember this moment of climbing to the top of the mast because um, we, we got married on a tall ship. And I remember just looking out, just out into the sea and seeing the kind of sun dancing off of the waves and just feeling the sense of happiness. Like, you know, I'm here. I arrived. I stepped into something new. But the hard work was the years that I spent of trying to stand in front of the mirror, of teaching myself that I'm worthy, that I'm enough, that I deserve. Even if no one believed in me or even knew about many of those things or even if they did like most people didn't connect with it it wasn't it didn't make sense to them they didn't think it would be helpful or supportive but it no it made sense to me you don't have to have other people believe in you or support you or you don't have to even believe in yourself but believe in love. Love is our, I believe, gateway to break through shame. Love is the pathway. And I believe that there is three kinds of love. One is love of self. And that is, I think, learning to love who you are. The person that you are today 
and accepting yourself as you are in the totality of your experience, seeing your own struggles and insecurities and challenges. But also, if you're seeing that, then you got to give room for moments where you stood your ground. Those moments of resilience where you kept going, where you found a way, even if you know nothing made sense, and yet you still kept going. So when we accept our frailties, we also have to accept that we're capable, that you've done this before. So we have to embrace our whole of self and different parts and different experiences that you might have had. We have to accept ourselves as whole. And part of that can help with doing therapy, connecting with people who get you, reading books that help you to think about life in a way that is supportive and positive. I know the word positive. I mean, people say, oh, don't say positive. But I really believe that positive is, we want to be positive. And if we are not positive, then if we're not focusing on the good side of life, then we are just letting the world dictate what we're going to experience. And oftentimes, it's the negative. It's this. It's the scary things. It's everything's wrong. It's uh, you know, the world is divided. You know, some of those things are that, but it doesn't mean that we have to take it into ourselves and make it a part of who we are. I believe in hope. I believe in love. And we should, I believe, all of us connect with that. Because that's A, true, and B, it's what supports you and helps you feel better. And the more you can connect with loving yourself, the more we're opening paths to loving others and what you're doing. So that's loving of self. That's, I was talking about three, three kinds of love. One is loving the selves. And learning to do it, that sometimes is the hardest part, right? And it takes time. I really believe that it takes time. But that is the biggest investment you can make through healing, through seeking out people who are like you, survivors, us, us, our community. By seeking to get support and healing through therapy and different therapeutic modalities, thankfully there's a lot of them and I talk about them in the Healing Space Guide. I talk about it in the interviews. Check out powertobehappy.com. It's all here, right? There's so many books, there's so many incredible resources that are evidence-based, that are delivered by real practitioners that support people like you and I who have been through trauma, complex trauma, been through horrific things, right? So loving the self. Then there is loving people around you. 
And as I was saying before, I think we have to learn to love ourselves before we can love other people, at least to that great extent. And I think the way to really love other people at a deeper level is to help other people, be around other people and do something that you feel could support someone, whether that's volunteering, whether that's supporting a friend or a loved one, whether that's you know, mentoring someone in your work. And having that compassion for people being in their own journeys, even if sometimes people don't understand you, even if they might be might be your family, it might be your spouse, it might be your f- best friend. Sometimes they might not understand where you're coming from, where you've been. That's why we need to give them time. Give them time. Uh, and if that person is really um, challenging you or making your life more difficult, then maybe it's spending different kind of time with them and and maybe spending time with them in a capacity where it's more helpful and supportive to you in a way that isn't, you know, doing you damage. But I think you want to find a way to do it with compassion. Because we know, right, if we have the data to say that 7 out of 10 people experience a major traumatic event at least once in their lives. It's not them, right? (laughs) It's us. It's all of us. We've all been through it. We all have been touched by trauma, by struggle, by strife. And so if that's the case, then we want to give more compassion to people around us. You know, I was driving the other day uh, to like this place that I haven't been to. I was just going to follow in directions of the, the GPS. And I guess it was going a little slower than I normally would because I didn't know the area. And there was someone driving behind me. And at one point they overtook me. And this, like, they, they, this man leaned out of the window and he just went off at me. He just like started screaming and just like abuse and just, Ah, swear words and it was all that and I think you know probably at a different time of my life I would have like just you know flipped something off at him or whatever right but now that I'm I'm wise and mature now, now that I'm on my own healing journey I was like kind of so you know what what sort of life does this man lead in order to feel this strongly and this negatively about some random person just driving out on the street. And I found that moment of compassion. And that's probably a rare moment of compassion, so (laughs) on another day I probably wouldn't be like that. But I think it proved to me not the fact that this person, you know, they probably don't care about my feelings and experiences, but you also made me feel better. So the compassion 
the little moment of compassion we are able to find for our loved ones or for strangers that we meet or for people we interact with somewhere in the community or in work or in, in, um, in our friend groups, that compassion comes back to you because it makes you feel better. In that moment, I was not set off by anger and just, you know, making that take over and ruin my day or that moment. I was just like, you know what? I'm doing my thing here. And it just, it passed. And that's what I believe love does. Because love brings, carries compassion. Love carries hope. And when we live with the greatest sense of love towards self, towards other people, and you just live through those values, through hope, compassion, trying to understand other people, you know, those feelings, those negative shame, we are letting go of them. Even if they just kind of, kind of, you know, hold on to us, they find a ways to let go. Because love is the opposite of shame. So we're talking about three kinds of love, right? We're talking about, we talked about love to self. We talked about love towards other people. And the last kind of love is loving what you do. And that's kind of tricky sometimes. Because sometimes you don't really love what you do. Or sometimes there's a change and you go through a change in life or just your circumstances change and and maybe you don't feel that fire or that passion for something, right? It, it just changes. And I think that's a call to find it again or to discover it, what that might be. You know, after going through cancer, and I just remember mm-hmm. I was in recovery and I was, I remember like just kind of feeling that you know, I used to have this real passion for my career and my work. And I just, I was like looking at life and goes, you know, that's not really there at the moment. Like, I just don't feel it. Um, but I was like, what can I do something that, that you know, I would enjoy, right? Like, I, um, what could that be? And I was, I was just in a space where I was trying to get my head straight after going through cancer. Because I was in a terrible place. And I was just trying to get my body back up again. Because again, I was physically in the worst shape of my life. I put on a huge amount of weight. I had this fatigue from all the treatment that I had. And uh, I was just, I was, I was all over the place. <laughs> you know, I was, not, I was not great. And so as I was getting committed to getting specialists to help me out, exercise physiologist and dietitian. And I was talking to my oncologist. And I was like, you know what? I mean, there's other people who are also trying to figure this stuff out. And that's how I started Simplify Cancer Podcast, to try to make sense of it all. And you know what? As I started doing it, I kind of figured out, you know, because that's something that was driving me at the time. I was interested in it. I was like, it became something that I was super passionate about. It became something that I was, I was really involved in and that just gave me so much more focus and that gave that 
gave me that ability to love what I'm doing each day. And that's what I want for you. What can you find or redirect your focus and throw your energy and your, your, uh, into something that you know can help you or can help others or is something that you want to try and figure out? And maybe sometimes it's about like trying and seeing what is it that you like? What is it that helps you? What is it that supports you? But when you do find that, that love into what you are doing, that just changes how you live each day. Because you wake up like, you know, I wake up each day and I'm going, great, I've got like the things that I want to get up, do today. I was just so looking forward to doing this podcast with you, having this conversation. Because I know it, because ultimately I know it helps me. I know it might help you. And no, it's something that affects us all, right? And it's become a passion of mine. It's something that I aspire to do well. I aspire to make a difference because now I have dreams in the space, which I never even existed. So that's what I want for you, my friend. To consider these three kinds of love. Self, other people in your life, and what you're doing. And what can you do to just grow in those areas that will support you? Right? Because ultimately, like none of this is about anyone else, but about you. Because we know carrying around shame, guilt, these negative feelings that sometimes cling to us, and kind of running some somewhere in the background, right? Like like some kind of an app that's open somewhere, and it's kind of eating away at you. It's using up the memory, right? It's using up some of that energy. That love is the way to let it go, to release it, to close that particular app, or at least minimize it to a place where it's no longer running your life. I'm here for you, my friend. I believe in you. I believe you deserve. I believe you have this power to be happy. You know, to just seek greater clarity in everything that you do, in your feelings, emotions, in your day-to-day experience, in bringing more love in your, into your life. Into showing up as your best. Whatever that means for you. Each day. So that you feel you're enough. But also in holding on to hope. Even though things might be tough even though there's a huge amount of uncertainty and will always be there. But holding on to hope that no matter how difficult things might be, things can. And do change, my friend. They do change for the better. Thank you for being here. See you next time.
Thank you for being here, my friend. I want to deeply honor your life, your story, and where you are today. And it's my hope that this show, it, it serves you in some way, because I believe that we are all just capable of so much more than we think sometimes. And, and, and this incredible potential of what we are capable of and leading a life that you're proud of, that you're excited by, what I tell myself, so they're my loved ones. That's what I'm here, just sharing this, this with you, right? And I have this vision. I have this vision for bringing together survivors. Survivors of trauma, of difficult experience, of difficult circumstance. Whether that's going through sexual abuse, domestic violence, living with illness, going through war. Bring together people who've been through it or are living through difficult times, their loved ones, so we can come together to give, give our best in our lives, in, in, in with our loved ones, in our communities, in our work, to grow, to grow towards our dreams, towards our hopes, towards our desires, and to heal, to heal from difficulties and struggle, and making sense of what's right for you today. That's why I'm here. That's why I wrote my book, Finding Hope in Times of Uncertainty, a guide to thriving in a challenging world of today. And if this vision, just if it speaks to you in some way, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you if you could email me at joe at powertobehappy.com. That's J-O-E at powertobehappy.com. Whatever you want to say, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Please let me know what you think. And thank you again so much for being here today. I'll speak to you next time.